you're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today we are reviewing Planetarian, the reverie of the little planet. Of a little planet, I'm sorry. Or Planetarian Chisana Hoshi no Yome, which, uh, Yume, sorry. Uh, which was a five-episode ONA, and so it kind of is in the middle of summer 2016, and it's like, oh, it's done. So we might want to do a review really quickly, so it's not, you know seven weeks later and we've forgotten all about it so that's why we're kind of reviewing it separate from the rest of the season but yeah it was currently streaming on Funimation uh the total of the entire series is probably about 90 minutes because it was five episodes of 18 minutes each uh it's based off of a visual novel if you didn't know called Planetarian uh, which you can probably get on iOS Android Windows Steam it's pretty much everywhere now which is really great the creator is Key, and if you don't know who Key is, it's a, a group that makes a lot of visual novels, like Air TV, um, Clannad, or not Air TV, Air TV was the show. Air, Clannad, Canon, uh, Little Busters, Angel Beats, um, Charlotte, which I don't think Charlotte's a visual novel yet, so sorry. But uh, it was written by Yuichi uh, Suzumoto, who worked also on Clannad and Air, uh, so that's pretty much my guy right there. <laughs> so all, all the stuff that he writes, I'm, I'm all for. There's also a sequel that's coming here soon in September, which is uh, Planetarian Hoshi no Hito. Uh, so if you watch the original show, it's pretty much just on a, a sequel to it. So don't look into any trailers for Hoshi no Hito because it has a lot of spoilers for the five-episode ONA series. So I found that out. Thankfully, I found that out afterwards. But uh, yeah, this is done by Studio David Productions, who, of course, done JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Bento. Uh, Neptune, the animation. The director is Naokatsu Suda, who has done a lot of work for different episodes for their series, like Joseph's Star Adventure. Uh, did director directorial work for Inu X Boku SS and Jojo's Star Stardust Creators. I am just tripping all over myself. And Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, the 2012 version. Uh, script work was done by Shogo Hasukawa, who did um, script work for Haneko. Judge's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Chivalry of Fell Knight, and series composition for Alderman in the Sky, uh, Chivalry of Fell Knight, and Terraformers. And the genres for this show is drama and sci-fi. Uh, but this show, uh, Planetarian, The Reverie of the Little Planet, or just Planetarian if you're watching on Funimation, uh, follows, uh, pretty much takes place in pretty much what is modern times, 30 years after pretty much like a fallout. Uh, mankind attempted to colonize space and failed, and wars pretty much ravaged the land. There is this kind of constant rain that is nonstop that is happening that is supposed to be uh, toxic. And uh, it follows this guy named uh, Kazuya, who is what they call a junker. And a junker is somebody who pretty much goes into ruins of, of cities and tries to collect things and live off it pretty much. And Kazuya has gone into what they call the Sarcophagus City. It is this big, gigantic uh, city that is – nobody can really be in there because there's these um, robotic drones that kind of fly uh, – run around the streets to keep, kind of keep invaders from coming in. And uh, as he's going through the city, he ends up stumbling into a planetarium. And in the planetarium is this uh, android named Yumemi uh, Hoshino who is still there – doing her job as a planetarian. And so when he comes in, he immediately is shocked by her, pulls his weapon, and she's pretty much saying, hell, welcome to the planetarium. You're uh, the two uh, two million five hundred thousandth uh, visitor. Mm-hmm. 
Here's your award. You get a free free ticket to come in here and watch the watch the the planetarian uh, production that we're gonna do. And a special one, just for him. Just for him. Even though she lied about him being the two and a half millionth person. Um, <laughs> but he's kind of like, I don't really care. You're a robot. I don't know why you're here. Um, you must be broken or something like that. And she, yeah, I'm kind of a little broken. Um, but he kind of just takes his time there, kind of relaxes, and to kind of keep out from the outside for a moment. And over time, he's kind of speaking with her, and she's going on and on about this performance of this this great uh, yeah, planetarium that they're going to do. And he's like, I don't care. I just want to sit here and eat and smoke and relax for a second. And But she keeps going on and going on and going on because that's her job, and that's her sole purpose in that building. So... Um, so it kind of just follows this this junker who is now at this planetarium for the, the the course of the show, and he's dealing with this android who really wants to do her job, and the kind of connection that they make. I came into this with a little bit of knowledge of the visual novel, and what I found for the visual novel and coming into this was this I, for for once for one, David Production visually did a fantastic job. I. I think they animated it very well. Uh, Yumi was absolutely adorable. She captured that presence that I was kind of getting from the visual novel. Uh, the only critique I really have, and this is based off of the visual novel up until the point that he starts to work on the machine, I felt the only the only downside this series had, and it kind of is probably blamed to the fact that it was only five episode ONA, was that they didn't do very well in... I, I, I'm not really trying to measure this show based off the visual novel because technically the visual novel in that I, I usually don't like comparing them, but it, I, I have to mention that the only fault I found in this show was the fact that there was one key element that I found that was in the visual novel that was completely absent with the show, and that was the element of how Kazuya was isolated came inside to the planetarian and was very slowly chiseled away by Yumemi's kind of persistence in her job, so to speak. And I felt that that was kind of lost. I, I found it was very, one of the more powerful moments in the visual novel that was kind of lost with the show because I never really had, I don't feel that they did very well with Kazuya. And of course, that is one of many things that always happens with adaptations is inner monologue. And without that inner monologue from Kazuya, which you don't really have in the show, all that's kind of lost. But the show as itself, I think it did proper in telling the story. It was still a great story of here's this guy coming in uh, from – it's pretty much isolation, coming into this room and pretty much finding a companion to talk to. And that's really the key thing there is this element of somebody who has nothing. It's in a desolate world, finding a companion and – Having that companion has the, – the, the strongest point of the storytelling of this world is the idea that there's nothing left in this world but to survive. And to have him come into this planetarium or planetarium and meet this Yumemi, and she has her own ambitions. She has these desires. She wants to fulfill this one role. She wants to tell people about the stars that we that in this world you can't see anymore. She wants to tell about the beauty of these stars, the stories the stars tell, all these things from past that we take for granted right now is no longer present in this world. And she sits there and she kind of tells them about this world, this 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 concept and this idea of these stars. And I guess it's really the the most most emotional impact I get from the show is in the idea that he's being 
shown different desires. He's being shown this other ambition. And that's really where the strength of the show comes for me is in him discovering this girl and this robot and this robot showing him something much more and giving him kind of hope as to something besides just being a junker and having nothing really in the world. It's an interesting thing to, to, to see it from your perspective. I, in, in, from my perspective, watching this without actually having read the visual novel, I, I, I did see a, a, an idea of him being kind of closed off in, and kind of what's the best way of he was he was stonehearted and he didn't he he wanted to keep to himself and it was like a military guy walking into a may cafe after a battle yeah (laughs) i mean mean, what is it he when he came in there and 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 you got this 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 sense of he's because of he just ran away from a bunch of robots he does he has this mistrust of of robots so when she came at him I mean, didn't he pull out his gun and get ready to shoot at her and, and yeah, then kind of she was a robot? Yeah. So I mean, there is this 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 aspect of okay, obvious. <laughs> and when Miss Gina showed up, <laughs> he's waving his gun around. I I I did I I love the fact that this kind of portrayed this aspect of him being, um, just so. I f- I felt he came off as isolated and and frustrated when when he had that really quick kind of um flashback to this one guy he said um what what is your what was it you, what was your biggest regret and he said that I I wish I had never talked to that robot or something like that. Well, he just basically told him if you go there uh even if it talks to you don't respond to it. Okay. I wish I, he basically said I wish I had never met her. Well, I didn't get the in, the sense that it was her in particular because she no, he hadn't. Was speaking, wo- he was referencing to her. Okay, um, <laughs> I. It, at any rate, he um, the 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 sense was that he didn't want to interact with a robot in any way, shape, or form, and so that kind of was blocked off from him. All that seemed to have been portrayed to me that that this this sense of not wanting to have any contact. And her just out of pure persistence, just breaking down those walls one after another until he finally was like, let me help you get this thing going again. And so we can see the show that you want to show me. It was such a session so day that entire show. Most of it, <laughs> but she had, a, she had a kind of chiseled away though. So it yeah. worked out. Um, yeah, I, I think one of my the, – the better moments of the show was just kind of getting the glimpses to the past. Like there's always this element of this is the world it is now and then you kind of get the perspective of you and me where it's like, okay, well, here's a, a – it shows a quick memory that's in her log and it's, you know, they're talking about uh, praying to a god and who would you pray to? And she's like, well, I don't, I don't really have anything like that in my database and so – He's like, well, look into it. And she's like looking into the, her back banks about heaven and stuff. And so at some point it shows like this little clips of where she's talking to the scientists and saying, uh, you know, what 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 is a heaven? Like, well, a robot heaven would be like where there's no bugs and there's no need for spare parts. And it was really cute little scenes. Most of the scenes where they had the the past kind of bringing back or like the, the, the customers that she's dealt with were just, were just kind of ramps in and kind of starts tearing at your heart. So um, it's definitely one of the stories that, just is in the same vein as all those kind of key visual novels and stories that we've really, really grown to love, which was refreshing coming from, you know, I've, I'm not to say that I don't like them, but the last few 
key things that have been kind of adapted. It kind of just like doesn't quite have that flavor that I miss from like Clanade and, and Air and stuff like that. So it was really good to kind of have that kind of come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it hit all the cylinders. I, I enjoy this so much. Um, I don't think just based on the idea that it didn't quite sell me on Kazuya like I was hoping, that was the only downfall to it. But the rest of it was just fantastic. I enjoyed it all the way through. I mean, it had so many great moments. Uh, just watching UMA warn him about tripping over something and tripping over herself. Uh, she was an absolute doll. I, I liked I, I like that they kept, I guess that would be getting into spoilers, because there's a, there's a sense of you can they can easily go in one direction. It didn't quite go there, and it always kept the sense of what UMA was, and that kind of surprised me. I thought they were going to go down a completely different route, which I was kind of afraid of, but it kept true to it, and it kept solid characters all the way through it, so... Just kind of sad it's over. And I hope they get the movie. I hope I hope Funimation gets the movie. I definitely need it. The ending was brutal. <laughs> yeah, he had a little giggle fit over there. Oh, I had full-on tears. I no, was, he was giggling the entire time. I, I had tears running down my face. <laughs> He's like a little gerbil there. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I... If if you have any taste similar to mine, if you're easy to make tear up at all, this will probably have you in tears like full on waterworks. Um, it hit and it hit hard. I loved the ending. I think it knocked it right on out of the park. I I I hope that I hope that the movie. I did you say that it was a side story or an extension? Sequel. It's a sequel. So I'm hoping to see something really, really special that can come off of this story and where where it could go in the future. I can't wait to see it. And the the the, the trailer pretty much spoils pretty much what all are going to do with the movie too. So <laughs> uh, keep that in mind as well. But yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's not much of an investment. It's only like an hour and a half worth of your time. Like I said, I'm sad that it was only five minutes or five episodes long, but. Uh, it was definitely worth a checkout, and I'm glad that Funimation grabbed it. I hope Funimation gets the movie as well. But yeah, if you're if you're looking for a story like this, this idea of a, a guy that's in the you know ruins meeting something that has got more ambitions and desires that were kind of handed over from pretty much a world that is no longer around. That element of you know, look, everything is not what it is was what that you think it was anymore. It's a really great story, and it's worth telling. And definitely check it out. Or if you venture check out the visual novel if you want to so yeah definitely definitely suggestion and we hope you guys enjoy this review wasn't too long but again it's kind of a shorter series but uh we're at otakuspirit.com you can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime and uh we thank you for listening you all take care Oos.